for the first time ever. A Phantom Rant limited series. Coming exclusively to Phantom Rant Radio. Covering the Snyder Cut. A six-part limited series covering the journey to the Snyder Cut. Featuring six chapters. Chapter 1, The Vision. Chapter 2, The Downfall. Chapter 3, The Movement Part 1, Rebirth. Chapter 4, The Movement Part 2, The Happening. Chapter 5, A New Movement. And finally, Chapter 6, The Announcement. Release The Snyder Cut. Yo! Wait, 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 Man, this has been so fun to do with you guys. Uh, before we even get to this episode, I just want to thank Peter and Stephen Moses for being a part of this incredible journey where we just dissected the whole Snyder Cut movement. Thank you, boys, for being on. Bro, it's it's been an honor. It's been an honor serving <laughs> with you guys, doing our research, <laughs> the endless hours spent into building these outlines. I mean, something I'll yeah, never I totally did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm just here to rant, okay? <laughs> yeah, but anyways, guys, Phantom series rant. finale of the very first Phantom Rant limited series. I'm so excited. This episode, we are diving headlong into the announcement. Yes, sir. We're going to be breaking down the future of DC films and what the Snyder Cut means for the future of the DCEU. Yes, guys. Also breaking down, you know, obviously the announcement and the details regarding the Snyder Cut and its release. Yes, sir. So, I mean, just to kick things off, uh, what's really fitting, honestly, and really cool that we are, that this episode is coming out on June 12th is that it's Superman Day. Happy Superman Day. If you guys are listening to this upon release, happy Superman Day. And if you're not listening to it, you fake fan. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. No. We love you. No, but seriously, oh, really? it's, I love you. Okay. It's kind of fitting. We're wrapping up our series on, you know, the journey to the Snyder Cut, you know, on uh, on Zack Snyder's arc, which is centered around Superman, on mm. Superman Day. So You know, we, we actually planned this out um, <laughs> back when I was developing the timeline for releasing these episodes. I, I knew we were going to do bi-weekly. Yeah. And, or no. and I was talking to Zack. I'm like, hey, bro, make sure you release it on this week. So that we can get our podcast, you know, all sorted out and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, yeah. look, I got to talk to my yeah, man, I mean, Ryan. Like, it, He's it really, running the podcast. I'm sorry for pushing the Snyder Cut release up for so long, but it really was Fandom Rant trying to, you know, it had to be the perfect date yeah, to we this just had episode. To, you know, line it up right. So. Yeah. yeah, but what's uh, <laughs> what's uh, dope, too, is the uh, seven-year anniversary of Man of Steel is in two days, June 14th. Hey. So if you're listening on June 14th, that's what's up. <laughs> Second Man of Steel, happy birthday day. Yeah, so, uh, hey, who knows? We uh, could get a trailer or a teaser, or more so like a teaser on that day. There is some people think that that's possible. Saddle does like to do that. Possibly. He dropped the uh, he dropped the first Justice League trailer, the trailer number one, I believe, on uh, March 25th, which is the you know, uh, anniversary of You BBS. guys could be listening to this episode and be like, I already saw the Snyder Cut trailer. What are you talking about, or, boy? It would probably be a teaser. Teaser. Yeah. 
but, but who knows? Obviously, in chapter one, I kind of asked you guys what your initial reaction to the announcement was, and mm-hmm. we kind of discussed that a little bit. Um, but just wanted to kind of break it down a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I was like, I, I told Ryan about the show. I was like, yo, tune in. There's a legitimate chance that they could announce the Snyder Cut, that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're releasing it. And then once, I mean, I was wa- obviously watching it, and uh, I was tuned in, and Henry Cavill popped up on the screen. My like, jaw dropped. I like freaked out. I was like, no way. Is this actually real? Is this actually happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of like indicated to me is like, oh, something's getting released. Something's getting announced. Like there's no, there's no way Henry Cavill would, you know, pop up on here <laughs> without, you know, something big going down. Right. And obviously even you mentioned uh, in chapter one, how there was some, you know, they, there was kind of some misdirection about how they were, uh, very, they were like, you know, how Snyder was like, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, I'll be able to release it. It's not, in, you know, my control, you know, and then uh, Henry was like, I reckon you should show it. And then boom, here we are. Obviously, we oh, all freaked yes. out. We all mentioned, uh, Ryan and Steven mentioned their reactions in chapter one. And yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I think we all freaked out. I mean, yep. it's something we all knew was coming. We just didn't know when. Yeah. So. Speaking so. of chapter one, if you haven't listened to that or any of the other five episodes, uh, chapters <laughs> that have come before it, <laughs> go listen to those so you get the full story of what, we're, of what this experience. journey is. No one goes to the end of the book to read the last chapter. No one watches the series finale of Avatar if you haven't seen the beginning. Well, maybe you can skip season one. Whoa, bro. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm on an Avatar high. But anyway, Steven has been our our, our, our plug for all their other episodes in pretty much all of these. Say, <laughs> yeah. so go listen to those episodes. But anyways, guys, yeah. So in this episode, we are really just going to dive headlong into talking about what this Snyder Cut is going to be displayed. is going to be chapters. We're going to dive into that. And then also the future of the DCU. I mean, the Snyder Cut and its announcement and release and everything that's going on is really unprecedented in movie history. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we've really had fans win the way that they did with the Snyder Cut. We've never had uh, a studio allow a director to come back and finish mm-hmm. what they've done mm-hmm. uh and redo essentially and try to restore to initially like their original vision of that film obviously ridley scott has like seven different cuts of blade runner and <laughs> we have a daughter cut of superman too um but ultimately this is like a huge this is ultimately a battle won by the fans and won I think by that- the fans for the fans <laughs> Amen, brother. Hail Snydra. Hail <laughs> and, Snydra. And really, like, there, there, nothing like this has ever happened, especially, like, with the media kind of against us, mm-hmm. and which we obviously we addressed in the previous chapter. There hasn't been this much hype around the DCEU since, like, pre-BVS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man of like, Steel. after BVS, the hype just died down because what we got in theaters wasn't the best product. Honestly, I feel like people were still fairly excited for Suicide Squad, though, after Justice League. That's when things like really just no, Peter. We just had people like you who wanted to see Margot Robbie. Yes. Wow, that is rude. The Snyder Cut has paved a way to fans realizing that they do have power Mm -hmm. and that can't they can fight for what they want. Power to the people. Hashtag release the Lucas Cut. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I I want a four hour. What was it? Four hour? Three hour? Four hour? Kind of revenge of the Sith. I'm officially uh, after this. I'm officially transferring my talents to hashtag Save Daredevil. (laughs) You know, people who work at Warner Bros. who work at HBO Max and AT and T, they all continue to say that, oh yeah, it's because of the fans that this has happened. Um, Robert Greenblatt said, uh, who he is the chairman of Warner Media Entertainment. 
he said, since I got here 14 months ago, the chant to hashtag release the Snyder Cut has been a daily drumbeat in our offices and inboxes. Well, the fans have asked, and we are thrilled to finally deliver. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so shout out to everyone who wrote a letter. <laughs> oh, all, the, all the people who, you know, tweeted, who said release the Snyder Cut and, and everything. Um, and obviously, like I said, the media is kind, was kind of been against this. And they are going to be against kind of the Snyder Cut in a way. Yeah, it just goes against the it's grain. just completely. in their nature, yeah. yeah. You know, these are, these like, they're going to be... Uh, attacking fans like you already see articles um and the the constant complaint that they have is this sets a dangerous or bad bad precedent Mm -hmm. you know uh they say it's a rewarding toxic fans i mean the the, the toxicity was rewarded when all these bloggers and critics and you know the and the haters were rewarded by constantly complaining about bvs and how dark it was even though something being dark isn't a complaint isn't like a valid complaint of something, but you know, they're constant complaint of that. And that's how we got Justice League. That's when toxicity was actually rewarded. You know, the only precedent that's set by the Snyder Cut is that studios, you know, give more <laughs> Peter's ranting. He's ranting so hard right now. Hardcore. Studios they'll have to think twice before trying to rip a director's, you know, project or vision from them. It, could, mm-hmm. it potentially could give directors more creative freedom. The media, they were the ones who constantly said, Oh, the Snyder Cut doesn't exist. And, and then no, they said it's, it's like never going to get released. And then... Now look where we are. So they are, yeah. their credibility got destroyed. So what do you think? How do you think they're going to feel about the Snyder Cut as a movie? Right. I mean, obviously critics are not going to... Not, they're not going to rate the Snyder Cut well. Like, if you go to a Rotten Tomatoes, it's probably not going to do well. Their articles will be like, why the... the you know, why the... <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, a step in the right direction. <laughs> They'll be saying it's not a step in the right direction. It's going back to the darker... Justice League, just uh, DCEU, but I'm sorry if everyone dying and the world potentially being on like the brink of destruction isn't all you know cheers and giggles. Honestly, articles would probably be saying Zack Snyder's Justice League, a back step in the right direction, <laughs> a no, step in the wrong direction. No, 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 there there was literally an article. I think I showed you guys this about why the Snyder Cut can't be fun. The title was literally "What happened to the silly bonkers comic book movies that used to dominate the multiplex?" Oh God. No movies like that have ever dominated the multiplex. Well, I mean, when you consider... Talk about the MCU. I mean, but they haven't really... Those movies haven't always, like, dominated. Like, you look at... When you look at, like, box office... No, I think they're referring to, like, how constantly those movies come out. Like, Uh, how, like, most comic book movies are like that. Look at, like, Birds of Prey. Well, I got bored of them. Or Aquaman, or... Justice League, like you, even like a lot of the DCEU movies recently have mm-hmm. been like those silly, bonkers comic book movies. It's yes. not like the more serious, the kind of like the darker movies. You know, obviously, we've mentioned in previous chapters Dan Jurgens and Brett Booth, who are big fans of Zack Snyder. They're comic book creatives, and they've literally been attacked by fans who didn't like Man of Steel and BVS for liking Man of Steel and BVS. Like, since when were, you know, you were someone who literally creates comics and you're being attacked by fans for liking, you know, these two movies. Mm-hmm. Oh um, my gosh, you don't know anything about the Kendrick the characters. I know more about the <laughs> characters. I, 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 I see Superman the movie, he smiles and, and, then, and then he goes back in time and, 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 then, and he snaps Zod and, and then he kills Zod and he smiles and it's... And then, yeah. <laughs> no, can't spell ignorant without IGN because, no, they were, they had these people on who were literally talking about, oh, what is this? Oh, what about Whedon's artistic integrity? What about Zack Snyder's artistic integrity? You put his name on this film that wasn't his film. 
You know, he's just there to be brought in to do a job. To like get he paid. doesn't he doesn't care about the movie. You know, he there what is artistic about what we got in Justice League? You know what I mean? Superman's smile in that cornfield. That's like it stuff makes people me... paint to give you nightmares. It's nightmare art. <laughs> that could have just been the nightmare sequence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thankfully, regardless of the backlash, I really don't think it'll matter that much with regards to HBO Max and AT&T and what they decide to do moving forward. Because, one, streaming, we all get to see this movie at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's released early for theater or for critics to see first. And then, you know, us fans get to see it afterwards. And so, like, there's already a score on Rotten Tomatoes where that mm-hmm. influences what we might think. We all get access to it at the same time. That is true. And then not only that, but AT&T and Warner Bros., the fact that they, you know, we'll talk about this, you know, a little later in the episode, but how they seem to be listening to fans and potentially going all in on the Snyderverse or whatever you want to call it, you know, that's another huge indication. Like, even if, you know, it gets bad critic scores, if it's successful, you know, they're going to move forward with things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a, a cool little snippet, Zack Snyder's Justice League now has its own IMDb page. Hi. <laughs> and they are ultimately branding this as a completely new movie. Mm-hmm. So, regarding details of the Snyder Cut, uh, or Zack Snyder's Justice League, I should say, and, you know, how it's going to be released and what format, um, obviously we know it's coming out in 2021 as a four-hour film or in uh, six chapters, which that six chapters thing kind of reminds me of a a six-comic book issue, like, kind of movie in a way that's why this is six chapters guys (laughs) we did this series just because we wanted to be symbolic yep because we want to reflect Zack snyder's work symbolism baby (laughs) yeah but um according to the hollywood reporter snyder was given 20 to 30 million uh, finishing up the vfx additional photography however warner media ceo ceo bob greenblatt who once again we just mentioned on a podcast he kind of quipped i wish it was just 30 million when referring to the budget so a lot of people are thinking you know what if it's closer to like 60 million at&t and hbo max they want him to put in uh kind of more setup for justice league 2 and man of steel 2 mm-hmm. mm. uh so that if the snyder cut's successful they can really move forward with those and really hint at those to cause people to honestly want it though but right. like the way what we know about Zack Snyder's justice league is it already hints towards mm-hmm. Justice League 2. You have the boom tube with the Apocalypse fam. I'm just going to call them that. Dark Sides <laughs> fam. You just have chill the nightmare there on the other side. You have nightmare sequences that are both like showing you what's happening in the future. Mm-hmm. Events so, to come. Mm-hmm. I think this is basically going to like... It might set up a Flash solo movie. It might... Mm-hmm. Cyborg going yeah, forward maybe. You might add something with Shazam because he is a part of this universe. Yeah, no, just to put into perspective, uh, obviously 60 million for like a blockbuster isn't much. Obviously, he's just doing additional photography and finishing up what he's already uh, shot. Um, and don't confuse additional photography with reshoots. It's mm-hmm. He's not reshooting stuff he's already done. He's just adding more scenes right. that potentially he didn't get the chance to film because Warner Bros. initially said no. Um, whether that's with the additional cast, I know... I saw this uh, little interview that Ray Porter had where he was asked if he's been called back to do additional photography and he didn't answer. He kind of gave this look 
And so, <laughs> like, uh oh, uh, he's a voice actor. He can't do facial expressions. <laughs> Tom Holland be like, actually, yeah, I've been doing so many different scenes. I mean, actually, we shot the whole entire movie. Oh, wait, was I not supposed to say that? Oh, oh no, oh oh, no, oh, but wait. Mr. Stark, uh, 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 Mr. Stark, uh, I'm not allowed to say that. No, but uh, he kind of gave like the shrug, and he's like, next question. So kind of like I'm. It's very yeah. possible that Snyder wants to film more dark side stuff. If you you're know? not gonna say. If you're going to say next question, that means yes. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if he's bringing back all, you know, six members of the league, mm-hmm. you know, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck. I don't know what exactly his plans with that, but he does plan to do additional photography and does plan to shoot some extra stuff to add there. Amen. As brother. well as add stuff from the assembly cut, which would just, I guess, obviously his cut without, and without credits, like we mentioned in the last chapter, three hours and 34 minutes. But then those 26 minutes would probably be him be adding footage from his assembly cut and or additional photography and just to put into perspective like the money like the, the read you know how we all there was a whole thing like with the sonics redesign oh yeah so much better <laughs> no but apparently the sonic redesign only cost uh them like five million dollars dang so that's steppenwolf's redesign right there and then you got to get the parademons redesign then you have to get superman's redesign because they're completely just reshooting joss whedon scenes <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> but i mean sonic is the main character so like yeah, how, yeah. you have probably over 50 scenes with him mm-hmm. i would say and you have to redesign all of those yeah there's probably and like extra cgi million. costs mm-hmm. for uh superman making his suit black you still yeah. have to film that martian manhunter scene yeah you might add more martian manhunter scenes who knows yeah, more green lantern i do want to see that blue speedo <laughs> oh my gosh okay. real men wear pants <laughs> no but um no AT&T has actually <laughs> pledged $4 billion to the first three years of HBO Max. So the Snyder That's Cut, crazy. however much money that Dang. they're, they're it, doing, it, this is pennies. Yeah, them. in terms of that whole investment, that's crazy. And this is something that fans have truly been asking for and demanding. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we, the fans ultimately did free marketing for this movie. <laughs> that <laughs> is Rose true. And AT&T, they haven't spent a penny. And yet almost everyone, you know, whoa, whoa, everyone they, they made that little poster where they took the Justice League poster <laughs> and put Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> With uh, aerial font. <laughs> Just stretched. <laughs> no, but honestly, Savages. it's kind of fitting that the Snyder Cut was announced on May 20th. Because that would have been Gardner Fox's 109th birthday. And he is the creator of the Justice League. That's cool. Um... And which actually, fun little tidbit that came back, we actually take this with a grain of salt. This is, you know, not confirmed at all. But Terry Fox, his granddaughter, claimed in a Facebook post that the Snyder Cut will get released on May 20th, 2021. Hmm. Once again, no official thing, but, you know, she is his granddaughter. And so she might know a little something. Mm -hmm. But once again, take it with a grain of salt until we actually hear some confirmation from HBO Max or Warner Bros. or AT&T. You know, just we know it's coming out in most likely the first half of, 2021 Snyder so. Cut might be the greatest summer blockbuster of all time <laughs> hey phantom rant watch party hype <laughs> honestly guys like if this is released in chapters that'd Yo. be so you already know you already like, know what's gonna happen way more hype than mandalorian i'm sorry but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh the hollywood reporter snyder did an interview with the hollywood reporter that came out the same day that he uh announced the cut and so according to that uh article it said uh the snyders put together a presentation and in early february on the 6th to be exact they invited a select group of executives from warner bros hbo max and dc to their house in pasadena to screen zach's little scene version 
which he showed in black and white, most likely to you know kind of hide uh, incomplete VFX and everything. Um, the number of executives in the room, there are more than a dozen in attendance, ranging from um, Toby Emmerich of Warner Bros. to HBO Max Kevin Riley and Sarah Aubrey to DC's Jim Lee. The we've, goat. Ta- <laughs> we've talked about him <laughs> um, and showed the importance of the potentially extensive undertaking. Heads of physical production and business affairs were there to assess what needed to be done and how much it would cost. At his presentation after the screening, Snyder outlined ideas for not just releasing the cut, but the concepts of episodes and cliffhangers. The executives left the meeting pumped. First off, hype. Jim Lee leaving that meeting, watching the Snyder cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League and feeling pumped. That's that's like all I need to hear. <laughs> Imagine at the end of chapter five, you know, the the mother boxes explode. Mm-hmm. Oh. And oh. what you're left with is the Flash running. Oh, like the whole Justice League is dead. They're dead. They're gone. Because if you listen to our previous episode, spoiler, <laughs> we talked about how the final boss fight is a little different than the theatrical. Yeah. Right. Time travel. <gasps> Whoops. But so, <laughs> I said that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Splitting it up into cliffhangers and having an episodic format. So it seems like it was Snyder's idea. Uh, obviously, this causes... The- people to be subscribed to HBO Max for longer if they're just tuning in for the Snyder Cut. Because mm-hmm. uh, then they'll have to stay for like two months at it least. It was the whole thing with Disney Plus and Mandalorian. Yeah. Another reason why Snyder might want to do additional photography, kind of like fully establish those cliffhangers and those episodic endings. Right. Uh, something that I definitely think they would do is still release the full movie after all six episodes came out, assuming they can they release the six hour, I mean the six episode, five hour format. Mm-hmm. DVD release, <laughs> yeah. So I no, I yeah. do. I do think that they would put the full like four hour movie or whatever out as like a full thing and not in episodes, mm-hmm. like right after the full thing is debuted. Um, the uh, Hateful Eight, I believe they did this with a cut of theirs on Netflix, where they split it up into four like one hour episodes, and that you could view the whole movie as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think this might they might do something similar to that. Deborah Snyder actually said the coronavirus struck and Hollywood was basically shut down and, you know, people thought it won't be possible to ramp up and maybe they should go on the back burner. But we said, no, this is the right time because our visual effects houses that rely on so much are running out of work. So now is the the time to be doing this. And it also helped that many of those post facilities held on to the original assets that they originally worked on for the Snyder Cut. So in a way, the Snyder Cut is... Helping save Hollywood, you know? Yeah. It's providing employment. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like giving uh, these VFX houses work because mm-hmm. obviously with Hollywood shut down, um, they don't have anything to be able to do work on. And hopefully mm-hmm. things start ramping up. Uh, hopefully the coronavirus, you know, yeah. goes away. <laughs> yeah, but this whole talk about like how the Snyder Cut affects the DCEU brings up a pretty important question. Which is going to be canon in the DCEU? The theatrical cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League? Interesting. What I think that they'll do is they will wipe the theatrical cut from canon. I agree. Basically, all the movies, like specifically Aquaman, mm-hmm. it follows the Snyder Cut. We mentioned this in the last uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to chapter five, go listen to it. But uh, how Jason Momoa said that uh, the ending of the Snyder Cut goes right into the beginning of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't follow the theatrical cut or anything. Um, so I do think that the Snyder Cut would be there. Because it's not like any of the other movies really even reference the theatrical cut. Of Justice League? No. So, ultimately, I do think that the Snyder Cut would be canon. Um, The Hollywood Reporter actually also said that uh, Snyder spent April and, uh, as well as May, reaching out to the sizable cast 
of Justice League and gave them heads up about the new development, letting them know their services may be needed. He actually uh, called Ray Fisher first, who played Cyborg, and he was basically like just in awe. He was like, you're kidding me, right? Um, <laughs> and so uh, one thing that uh, is definitely kind of interesting to note is I believe that the February 6th, the screening, it wasn't just a, oh, here's what I have. Can we release it? It was, I believe that that was an, like a progress update. Mm-hmm. Because basically what something else that the Hollywood Reporter also said is that, uh, well, according to Bob Greenblatt, who, like I said, is the Warner Media chairman, he said he had months of discussions with Zack Snyder regarding his version of Justice League and how to do it. Um, he said building it, uh, he says he's building it and is complete with new VFX shots and is wildly expensive. And once again, he, like I mentioned, he said it'll cost way more than $30 million to complete it. Um, and he says that the talks about releasing the Snyder Cut have been going on since last fall. The initial plan was not to reveal the Snyder Cut as part of the launch for HBO Max, but I think that uh, the coronavirus and everything, mm-hmm. that, like the Friends reunion was you know, put on hold and, every, and all that. They so. need to generate hype for HBO Max. And what's the best way to do that? Snyder Cut. Yeah, uh, Bob Greenblatt also revealed that uh, they spent months tackling the legal aspects of releasing the cut, um, talks with unions, contract reviews, and all of that. Uh, and so they were obviously hearing from the fans, but you know, had decided to stay quiet and not reveal it until like it was time. Obviously, we talked about the big event in Chapter Four, November seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. We believe that is what ultimately sparked the discussion to release the Snyder Cut. The I've... spark that lit the <laughs> oh, fire. Oh my. <laughs> no. That no. burned Justice League no. to the ground. <laughs> at, at this point, he was muted for the remainder whoa, of whoa, the whoa, episode. Whoa, 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 <laughs> Okay, but continuing on. Muted. Uh, oh, I muted myself. <laughs> I muted himself. Oh, no, he I muted mean... himself. <laughs> okay, continuing on. Warner Bros. actually did reveal November 18th, so a day after the November 17th Twitter event where we like trended like with 800,000 tweets, they reached out to Zack Snyder yeah. and said, how can we get this done? Ooh. How can we make this Snyder could happen? Because so that event was ultimately the breaking point that showed, okay, there is huge demand for this. Mm-hmm. Because like on our side, we're seeing like, is this, is this movement even having any effect? Um, and But then like on the business side of Warner Bros., they're like, Literally, like, how do we make this happen? <laughs> this is literally just like a, a jackpot of cash. Yeah. Like, how can we do this? Mm-hmm. This may or may not be a spoiler, but it is ru- It is actually rumored that Snyder, and obviously, we don't know if this is actually true, but rumored that he wants to film a Clark and Lois wedding scene. Ooh. Aww. In the Snyder Cut. Aww. Okay. But... You know, and obviously, like we mentioned, hey, something else that HBO Max could definitely do to, you know, get more people on is a Snyder Cut documentary. Whoa, hey. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what this <laughs> we is. We already have We that. already okay. did it first. No, but I mean with like all the footage, with like interviews with you like, don't the need crew footage. and You don't the need cast. footage. You have Peter just talking nonstop. <laughs> That's better than, than footage. <laughs> What's the aftermath of the Snyder Cut getting released? What does this mean for the DC universe? It could mean nothing. This could be, you know, this movie and then we're done. Or it or could mean everything. everything. So talking about really, this release opens up a plethora, 
plethora, plethora, plethora of opportunities for the DC film industry. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And obviously, and we're going to talk about all things those that we might talk about. Some people might say, "Oh, y'all, you guys are just being so unrealistic." Y'all, is that Brandon? Y'all going to be unrealistic? <laughs> is that Brandon Thomas? Y'all, <laughs> no. You get some people might say, "Y'all are being totally unreal, unrealistic." Like, there's like such a small chance of that happening. But hey. At one point, the Snyder Cut was called a pipe dream, and look where we are now. So, are we not allowed to dream? We are about to go into the Snyderverse. Okay, we're going insane. All right, yep. But so this could definitely set up. Like, if the Snyder Cut is successful, if people are asked for, okay, what happens next? And there's huge demand for it. How will they not go forward with Justice League 2 and 3? For real. And they can just release that all on HBO Max because the future is streaming, right? Yeah. Hollywood's natural instinct is sequels, sequels, sequels. (laughs) It really is. If there's any taste of success, even if there's not even any success, their natural instinct is sequels, sequels, prequel, sequels, prequel, sequel. Sequels, prequels, remakes. I mean, like, that's just Hollywood. That's the way Hollywood is. We're getting to a point where Hollywood is not very creative. (laughs) And I mean, they already have a fleshed out plan for this. So, like, come on, you don't, it's there. Like, just use it. Yeah. So, and I definitely think if these things, if, Justice League 2 and 3 got made. We got If we completed Snyder's arc, I do think everyone would come back. Ben mm-hmm. Affleck included. Mm-hmm. We know he said he's yeah. done. But we'll talk about that, you know. In just, a little bit. Just a little bit. This could be big, like, for the air cut of Suicide Squad also. Uh, AT&T has already been hinting towards the mm-hmm. air cut being released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that all- will be the first Suicide Squad movie I watch. The air cut, <laughs> not yeah. theatrical. Yeah, Ryan yeah. has been blessed and has not had to see the theatrical cut. Of course, I've seen all the Margaret Robbie scenes, but, you know. <laughs> Peter and, has entered the chat. <laughs> and the Batflex scenes. Oh, yeah. Well, there's I mean, they're, they're kind of the same scenes, yeah. but I guess. Uh, but, I mean, hey, that end credit scene, too, with Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. No, yeah. but no, even David Ayer has talked about how Jared Leto's entire performance was just butchered and no one has basically like seen his real performance. So, mm-hmm. I mean, true. people... Do not like Jared Little Joker, but hey, I'd like to see what the original plan yeah. was before like Suicide Squad got totally messed up mm-hmm. and changed. Um, hey, I definitely think that you know this opens the door for you know another solo movie with you know Henry Cavill as Superman. Oh yeah, Moss Two. <laughs> well, I know. Okay, I know we call, people call it Man of Steel Two, but like BVS technically Man of Steel Two is just yeah. like another a solo Superman yeah. movie number two. Yeah, yeah, and obviously this could open up like we just mentioned. Ben Affleck coming back as Batman. Now, mm. some people might be like, "Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir." Matt, Matt, be like, "Yes, sir." Just give me, Mister Bale. No, no, Oof. but um, yeah. Here's the thing. Obviously, Joe Manganiello uh, <laughs> uh, posted about the end credit scene in uh, BVS. I mean, in, not in BVS, in Justice League, mm. in the Snyder Cut. No, in, ju- in, uh, in Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> no. If you guys missed uh, that Lion King Deathstroke in BVS, rewatch the movie. I'm sure he's here if you squint hard enough. <laughs> no, no, but he hinted at like the original end credit scene. That's why we've been telling you to watch the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, it's Deathstroke. Deathstroke oh my gosh. <laughs> so go watch it like five different times. You might find it. If squint you're lucky. really hard towards the end. Don't look it up on the internet. You won't find it. Yeah. But like you'll a... watch it if you watch it. Okay, movie. yeah. But anyway, no, but here's some things about Ben Affleck. First off, <laughs> Matt, Matt's like... Wait, what? <laughs> he watches BVS like six different times. You know, but here's the thing. Uh, we're ben- so off topic. <laughs> Why are you Poor ragging Peter. on that? <laughs> I, I, 
Okay. <laughs> Poor Peter just wants to say He just something. wants to talk about Deathstroke being in Justice League in the end credit scene. And that whole stuff with And ben I just Affleck, want to talk about Matt. We just want to talk about how he messed up and said BVS. I really just want to talk about Avatar, if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's the thing about Ben Affleck. First off, he's looking jacked nowadays. He's huge. <sighs> Not sick of trying Robert Pattinson, but like... But you just did. But yeah, no. Robert pa- I'm, I'm bigger than Robert Pattinson, I'll be honest. I, I weigh 145 and I'm bigger than no, Robert. No, Affleck is legitimately looking in extremely good shape. Like back in the BVS days, mm-hmm. um, he's like looking really healthy, looking a lot younger because that's what happens when you get in shape. It's yeah, probably I'm because pretty- he has a girlfriend that looks Ooh. like she's 12. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I, I do not think she looks 12. No. Okay. But very young though. But here's the thing. Reasons why Ben Affleck could come, could come back. Um, he loves the character for sure. He still off. loves the character for sure. Like, he has a bat cave in his, like, basement. <laughs> and when you play the Arkham games, you love... You, you, like, you love, he, I'm pretty sure like he still Batman. tells his son he's Batman. Yeah. Um, he, he loves Zack Snyder. He's, the reason he signed on to um, the DCU to be Batman in BVS was because of Zack Snyder's vision for the character. He loves Zack Snyder. He said, mm-hmm. I would do anything for Zack Snyder. Um and then the main reasons why he left. These are the three reasons why he left. One, he was going through a lot of personal issues with his divorce. Um, he was going through problems with alcoholism. And um, t- there was so much studio interference with both Justice League and his Batman movie. Yeah, I, I can assume you get so sick of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was just like, okay, you guys are just trying to go in a different direction. I'm out. You yeah. know? Yeah. But here's the thing. He's got his personal life back in back in order. He's dating Ana de Armas, you know? Yo, hey, he's hey, winning the 12-year-old at life. <laughs> bro, 12-year-old. Bro, stop. He's winning at life. No, he, she is very hot. <laughs> he's, he's overcome his alcohol addiction. Like, it, like you, we can tell like partly by the, how great shape he's in. And huge. He ain't back, got that beer belly no more. Back in the fact that potentially Zack Snyder might be back in the saddle again. Mm-hmm. And there's no studio interference. HBO Max is giving them control and freedom to do what they want. I think he'd be like, hey, if they said, hey, we want you back as Batman. AT and T and uh, HBO Max were like, "Here, make your make your movie." We already have the Batman script. Yeah, yeah. he already wrote his script. Jay Leva himself has called it the best Batman script he's ever read. That's saying that something. That is something right there. So before we go on, this Batman movie was supposed to be kind of like the Arkham video games. If you guys yeah. ever played those, you know the very first one, Batman gets stuck in Arkham Asylum and has to fight his way out, and that's kind of what this was going to be about. We see a lot of different villain appearances, which thank you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it would be like instead of like a character driven story it'd be more of a plot driven story mm-hmm. where you take batman and you stick him in this situation and he's pushed to the brink he's pushed to his limits being in arkham it would be hype you know it, it would kind of be like the dc animated universe they're building right now like they have their team-up movies but mm-hmm. then they have their standalone movies with batman where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like just an Elseworld. I mean, it's still part of the universe, but it's just like... It's never referenced com- any Yeah, it time. doesn't reference yeah. anyone else. Yeah. And some of you might be like, oh, what happens to Pattinson? They still make their movie. Yeah, this is the DC Extended Universe. That's a part of the DC Universe, you know? Yeah. This, this, And they, we've talked about how the DC... They have, they have ammo to do the coolest cinematic universe. Yeah, we will talk multiverse. about this. Multiverse. Oh. The multiverse. Yeah, we, we will talk about this shortly. But yeah, no, Pattinson and Matt Reeves, they get to make their Batman trilogy. You know, and that's its own thing. It's just similar to how the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, it, mm-hmm. it's separate. You know, it doesn't affect the DCEU, but it's its own thing. And this yeah. is what I think, you know, this could, that could be with Pattinson. That's something DC has always, I don't mean to cut you off, but DC has always explored rather than Marvel. With Marvel creating the MCU, people have the, except, like the, the mindset that that is the only superheroes they can make. Like, you can't do animated, you can't do another one. That's it. Like, that's the only Iron Man. Where like DC, there's probably like, six different versions of batman like 
right now it, there's like, like right six now. different versions of Batman. <laughs> so it's like it is so rich in history and lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other movies that this could end up leading to would be uh, Gareth Evans' Deathstroke movie. Yes, sir. That would be one of the sickest action movies ever. No, like if you had like, you know, focus on Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke, have his own solo movie, maybe like after the Batflick mm-hmm. uh, movie. It would be a low budget thing too that you could do, like mm-hmm. $60 million or something. And just easily, make bank. Easily put that on like HBO Max or something. people. He like, I think he was definitely pitched a story that I think they turned down. So like, if he still wants to do that, that could definitely open the doors to that. I think... A cyborg solo film. Ray Fisher has definitely yeah. he's he has hinted that he's not done with the character, that like things are in store for Cyborg. Mm-hmm. So like either that could be regarding Justice League, or that could be like whether he gets his own you know movie mm-hmm. or TV show or something. Could you could just build off all these characters. Like the Flash is getting his own solo movie coming up soon, and they, have they started filming for that? Uh, they were going to, and then coronavirus happened. Good old Rona, <laughs> just hitting him with an that interesting stunner. Take. Like, the whole point of Justice League was to kind of create a uh, propeller effect where you build up development for these characters and you just swing them into their own character movies. Mm -hmm. Rather than the MCU kind of builds up their own character movies and then combining them in one big, you know, crossover event. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, both are kind of cool. I'm excited to see if this happens. There's nothing wrong with either. Like, the MCU set up each individual character so you already know them before you go into the film. Right with justice league it's saying hey we're gonna tie these guys backstory into this film like cyborg his backstory is going to be like integral to this film he's the heart of the movie mm-hmm. for crying out loud like it's it's just different ways of doing it <laughs> for crying out loud man oh man <laughs> yeah but something to, very interesting to note so obviously this kind of was a pretty big deal back when it happened uh in the beginning of 2020 but ezra miller's cameo on crisis on infinite earth on the cw that was orchestrated by that Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. I what I think that Jim Lee was setting up was, and this man's a genius. I think he was setting up a multiverse, getting people to accept and look at the fact that oh, we ha- can have multiple versions of these characters on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have um, the Snyderverse. We can have a theatrical, more family-friendly DCEU. We could have Pattinson's universe. We can have the Black Label. Um, you know, Joker type, you mm-hmm. know, movies. The we can, animated universe. We yeah. have, we can have, you know, like Justice League Dark and the Green Lantern core shows that are going to be on HBO Max. We can have like the CW. I know there have been, you know, some people saying like, oh, what if they make a Kingdom Come Brandon Routh, you know, TV show that's like a on HBO Max or something? Like, you can have all these different versions of these characters because that's how it is in comics. There yeah. are so many different versions of these characters, and I think that one of the reasons why Jim Lee, um, which and he was behind it you know him setting that up i definitely think it was like okay here we are setting up a multiverse and um that is the future of dc films yeah that's such a cool concept man Mm -hmm. and like this if they actually do this and maybe do like some crossover event or like i don't know just the fact that they have all these films and entertainment that is a multiverse in quotations honestly that could compete with the mcu the don't thing about me. like the MCU right now is that they've already told like their big story. Right. And all of a sudden they don't have a multiverse to go back on. Nope. So they have to keep on adding new stories to their single universe. And you can only do that for so long before people lose interest yep. in these characters. Once you know, you kill off certain characters, you retire other characters. People get tired of that with what the DCEU is doing is they're building their multiverse where if they want to, tomorrow they could just end the cw and start up a new tv shows yeah 
And people would go for that because they've already established that we're going to have multiple universes existing. We're going to have yeah. these same characters existing in different, you know, medias, different platforms, different universes, all that. Yeah. Um, an analogy that I'll give regarding the MCU and the DCEU, uh, at least like DCU moving forward, assuming they embrace the multiverse concept, is the MCU is like a circle going in. Like they they uh, reach the in the center of the circle with Endgame, and there's no way they can go back out. Interesting. Like you know you've told you've peaked. The MCU is kind of like do does anyone think they're gonna be able to regenerate the hype that they had around Infinity War and Endgame? No. And concluded using no. the Infinity Saga. Like yeah, no, the MCU is peaked. Whereas, Unless you maybe maybe ten years from now, but no. Yeah, but whereas the DCEU, assuming they go the multiverse route, which definitely seems likely it's like a circle going out there's so many like ways that you can go with that with, with the multiverse you know so with all these different versions of these characters there's no limit on the storytelling and the stories that you can tell mm. um like and if dc films if they truly embrace this concept they can rule the 2020s like yeah. it can be all about dc in 2020 if the Facts. mcu doesn't take any risks like you know like we're like oh what exactly are they going to be doing that's different? A Spider-Verse crossover? That would be hype. That would be so <laughs> okay, That would be the only thing that would interest me. But, like, you know, that's the only thing they have. No, but, like, if the if the MCU, like, is continues to try to, like, you know, stay with that same formula and the DC uh, embraces the multiverse and has all these different versions of these characters, like, people are going to get tired of the MCU and be like, look at DC having all these different takes on all these characters. And there's something for everyone in that case. You know yeah. what I mean? There's going to be something that everyone likes. Jim Lee, actually, he was at some sort of convention and he was asked about the Snyder Cut. Uh, and he, like, didn't answer it. And this <laughs> happened after, like, the February 6th whole thing where, like, obviously, he knew knew it was coming and he was a part of it. Um, but he was like, well, you know, and he was kind of talking about how um, we need to unite as DC fans. Mm. You know, we need to root for everything to succeed because... Um, that cause because it's all dc and it causes us to be able to win as fans um and i think that's part of the whole thing with like the multiverse you know something that he's potentially building up to um which i mean assuming we get snyder's full arc and everything uh and he does get to complete just league two and three it's kind of ironic because if (laughs) if critics and bloggers shut up you know if they hadn't overreacted about bvs and piled on Zack snyder back in 2016 the Snyderverse would be one movie away from being over. His Justice League arc. Right. Whereas, like, Justice League 2 would have come out in 2019, and then it would just be Justice League 3, and then it'd be done. Whereas, now, they wouldn't be losing their minds over Zack Snyder's Justice League, and who knows? They might have to be put up with Justice League 2 and 3 for, you know, a while longer. Yeah. <laughs> and him being in even, like, more control of kind of, mm-hmm. like, you know, The direction more of stories. the DCEU. You have doomed yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and something that could potentially hint at Snyder being back in the saddle is... So, he's a huge fan of Excalibur. Obviously, we had that little Excalibur Easter egg back during the death of the Waynes in the beginning of BVS. Um, it had that little poster there. But he was uh, kept quoting Excalibur when he was... During he was posting like a bunch of pictures from his cut, mm-hmm. and he posts like a conversation from uh, Excalibur. Yeah, and the last quote is, "You and the land are one." Someone asked him, "What I'm is the... With the land? The land is with me." <laughs> no, someone asked him, uh, "Wait, is, are you, you is Zack Snyder in the land of the DCEU?" And he ended up like liking that post on Vero. 
So like some people were like complying like oh as in like Ooh, Zack Snyder like, yeah, was one with the DCU the DCU was with him as in like <laughs> I am one with the DCU I am the DCU is one with me <laughs> no as in like he's back at the helm potentially so um, you know we'll see but ultimately uh, as Yoda would say begun the streaming war has yeah <laughs> like Disney has their platform you know Netflix is making their own original movies and competing with them. And HBO. HBO Max needs something to level their playing field. I know that Amazon they have, has theirs. Oh yeah, true. I know that like HBO Max has Friends, which brings in like twenty billion dollars a year. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> absolutely crazy. But the way Netflix is doing it, they're creating their own content and releasing it just to their streaming service. Right. And I think that HBO Max would be missing like this huge opportunity. They've already invested like four billion dollars into this over the next few years. And they'd miss out big time if they were to say like, eh, you know, even if like fans, you know, want this, we're just, we're just doing one movie. We're just, we're just going to be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but ultimately streaming is the future of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Obviously it was going in that direction anyway, but with coronavirus now, it's like sped up that process. Yeah. Like yeah. Trolls 2 was direct release. Scooby-Doo streaming. movie. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, so a lot of movies, I think people especially are, might be hesitant to go back to theaters. I I mean, I, I love that theater experience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we all do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like with the coronavirus and adjusting to things, how are things going to be different? Right. Because things will most likely end up being different. Oh, yeah. Um, and once again, streaming kind of is the future. Like Netflix spent $200 million for Martin Scorsese's Irishman, $150 million for Michael Bay's Six Underground, and they're actually spending $90 million for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Yeah. Which and all those are Netflix movies, and that's a lot of money. Yeah, that they are spending. Like Netflix is barely actually making any money because they are mm-hmm. spending so much um, money right now on original content. Um, see, they ultimately what matters in the streaming age is subscribers. For real, nothing else matters. They need subscribers. They need people to tune in and subscribe to their service. And how do you do that? Come up with some great original content. And there's so much untapped potential with the DC universe. Mm-hmm. They need something to say like, hey, you can't get this anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like people will follow whatever content they like. That's why they have so many things like recommended for you. You might like this. Hopefully we can get you hooked on this. And then we have another subscriber. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is an interesting fact. Disney is investing $100 million into each season of their franchise shows. And it's estimated that they Disney Plus won't be prof- profitable for the first five years. Yo, I'm a buy Disney Plus, guys. <laughs> no, so like, so like the Mandalorian for each season, hundred million dollars. Like all those MCU TV mm-hmm. shows, Loki, investing. Winter Soldier, and Falcon. So, or is it Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So I could hundred percent if if the Snyder cut. Neither and, do I care. <laughs> if no, like, but if Zack Snyder's Justice League, like, you know, is as huge of a success as we think it, you know, could potent, definitely potentially be. Mm-hmm. Um. In a way, we will kind of get to this a little later, but it might kind of already be a success. Yeah. But um, with, uh, I don't see how they wouldn't be like, okay, here's $250 million to make, you know, Justice League 2. Yeah, for real. Or With how much money these corporations are spending on right. streaming, if that's like your most in-demand property, if AT&T is spending $4 billion in the first three years on HBO Max, it's like, if this is a huge hit and people want... To the continuation of the mm-hmm. story i don't see how it wouldn't happen yeah. i mean david ayer for the air cut mentioned that his cut is basically almost complete except for some visual effects and that's like what around like maybe at most like 20 million 
would you guys say? We don't I, know. I, I don't even know. But but I, that would not be an expensive thing to release, and people would want to see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what I would advise them to, because I know the air cut or like Suicide yes, Squad. Peter, is tell, a, tell HBO Max <laughs> and AT and T your advice. Let's no, hear yes. it. No, Let's hear it. But uh, obviously, Suicide Squad is supposed to come up come before Justice League and set up, you know, Justice League. Um, but at the same time, not many people know about the air cut. What I would yeah. advise them to, there's so much hype around Zack Snyder's Justice League, and so many people know about that. If this turns into a huge hit, people are blown away by it, and then AT&T comes out and says, oh yeah, we're, uh, we've got another director's cut that's that's a, like a very, very different movie, um, which, go watch the first Suicide Squad trailer. No, I started not, a not, joke trailer. Not yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, but I started a joke. That's kind of the tone for Suicide Squad, Ayer's Suicide Squad. Yeah, where and, uh, he had a very serious drama and then Warner Bros. decided to chop it up and make it a comedy. Yeah. Um, and the plot wasn't very good. And then in response to another fan asking if it was possible for Ben Affleck to return as Batman, AT&T responded, who knows what the future holds? Who knows who will answer the call? And they had a Batfleck uh, gif. Yeah, another fan asked, said, uh, complete the gift and release the air cut, please. AT&T said, one thing at a time. And then David Ayer responded to that saying, standing by. So who knows if they've already made agreements to release David Ayer's Suicide Squad, but mm-hmm. he's really speaking out. I feel like he, especially if there's no deal in place for that, he has confidence now with what the fans did, with what yeah. Zack Snyder has done, with um, how at t and HBO Max, how there's a real possibility to see his cut now. Mm-hmm. And then at t has also responded to other fans expressing excitement about, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League or potentially seeing Henry Cavill as Superman saying like this is only the beginning so they're definitely hinting at the potential of building up oh, yes. an extended universe through HBO Max or maybe even having theatrical releases of these solo movies or yeah. Justice League um, too and something that is pretty big especially with HBO Max is they switched to a monetization, a monetization model where ultimately attention is more important than box office and let me tell you, guys, something. The Snyder Cut has been getting attention. Oh, for real? Um, that thing was trending <laughs> for like two days straight after the announcement. Yeah, Sarah Aubrey, who's the head of original content at HBO Max, said, as for the Snyder Cut, I think it's already a success given the press we've had around it. Because, I mean, think about it. Fan, huge fans of the Snyderverse, you know, Man of Steel BVS, and just DCEU fans will watch it because obviously they've been anticipating mm-hmm. it. Snyder haters will watch it so that the reviews they've probably written won't be, you know, just like totally false and and everything because Zack Snyder's extremely polarizing. People are like, you know, yeah, they're his haters are going to tune in. And then people in the middle of that who don't really have an opinion on it, well, they'll want to watch a Justice League movie, especially if you've grown up with like the animated series mm-hmm. and all that. And they're, you know, they, they're curious about it. Yeah, with so much hype around it. Like, of mm-hmm. course, they're going to be, you know they are going to be curious and like wonder what all the hype is about. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so funny to think about how AT&T weaponized nerd culture. Yeah, they had like all the free marketing possible for this movie and they didn't spend a single cent. They didn't, all they did was what, like, like a few tweets maybe, <laughs> like comment something or in Peter's case, oh my gosh, they used this Jeff. Wow, that's what crazy. What does it mean? I think the Snyder Cut's coming. I was right. Oh my I was gosh. Right. He, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's genius marketing, though, basically, is yeah. what we're saying from AT&T's part. And people 
might be advertising for the air cut after this. They might get free advertisement for Man of Steel sequel. They might get free advertising for Justice League sequel. Mm-hmm. Who knows what they're going to do? And I think AT&T, before they, you know, really announce certain things, they're definitely going to wait to see which uh, what the fans want right. this time. And it's like what Peter says. We have gone from having absolutely no faith in the DCU <laughs> to being full-blown excited for what's yeah. in store. Yeah, we straight up saved, might have saved the DCU by fighting for the Snyder Cut. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember, and if you guys have not listened to it, our uh, Couch Talk with Ryan, where we kind of talk about Robert Pattinson's Batman and just talk about different things, how Stephen, uh-huh. you know... I was, I'm, I was done with superhero movies. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably see like Pattinson's film, but... I'm not excited for anything coming out. Yeah, he was saying he lost faith. Like, after Birds of Prey, he was just done with the DCEU. No, after that trailer. <laughs> not even the movie, the trailer where they had Sandra Kane acting like a complete moron. <laughs> okay, but can, anyway, so with Snyder's five-movie arc, there's only going to be one solo Superman movie. Yeah. There's only going to be Man of Steel, and then it was going to be BVS, and then three Justice League movies. And then that was going to be the conclusion of his arc after Justice League 3. So mm-hmm. there, was, there was never meant to be, you know, another solo film. So what if they're... You know, so that they're considering is, oh, you know, let's finish Justice League 2 and 3 or at least finish Snyder's arc before we have that um, solo movie because that would both work uh, in continuity as well as, hey, you're the ideal Superman. You've completed your character arc, essentially, that Snyder was building up. Um, because uh, kind of con- in a way, if you continue with Justice League 2 and 3, it would kind of mean Man of Steel 2 would have to come afterwards. But obviously, if they just stop with Zack Snyder's Justice League, if that's it, then the doors are wide open for a Superman movie. Um, that brings up a question of who would direct that movie. Would it be Zack Snyder? Would it be someone like J.J. Abrams? I know he's been rumored. In a way, like with how fans are, in a way, it might be a kind of like a lose-lose situation with if you bring back uh, Snyder with Henry, it might, might people be like, oh my gosh, why are you doing this? Like, oh, Snyder blah blah doesn't understand Superman. Just like that. <laughs> no, <boy. laughs> or um, if you know, you do it with J.J. Abrams and people like it, but like, oh, finally, you know, look how good he can be without Zack Snyder directing. I, you know? d- I don't want J.J. But- Abrams. Um, I've seen The Last Jedi. I'm not The Last Jedi. I've seen The Last Jedi, and then I've seen The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker, <sighs> and I just... If J.J. did a Superman movie, it would just be The Superman Part 2. <laughs> Basically. he just remake better that. effects. No, but he'd, re- he'd just remake that. No, but he'd like, go back in time and do everything that he did in that movie, too. No, but, with better effects, CGI. Yeah. <laughs> no, but with, like, Snyder potentially directing, would he even want to do it? You know what I yes. mean? Like, if he, if he completes his Superman, like, his Justice League... Su- and Superman arc, you know, with Justice League 3, would be mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm done with what I wanted to do. Similar to like Nolan with the Dark Knight trilogy. True. How he didn't want to make a fourth one, even though there was demand for it, because he was like, you know, I'm... Yeah, but like, Nolan's not a super nerd the way Zack Snyder is. Like, Zack Snyder got into filmmaking because yeah. he's such a, like a Star Wars nerd. Right. I mean, there might be other projects, you know, Snyder wishes to pursue, but so no one like wanted to use the Batman movies to be able launch to his career and the types of movies he wants to make with like Tenet... Uh, Interstellar, Inception, and all that. Yeah, but the Snyder Cut, based off of everything that uh, we really know about it, it only bodes well for Henry S. Soups because it kind of is the completion of his arc. Um, Something that I do think could happen is definitely a Henry Cavill Superman cameo in Black Adam or something Mm -hmm. like that because, I mean, The Rock gets what The Rock wants. Oh, yeah, for (laughs) sure. That dude has the most Hollywood clout. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like ever no cap 
ultimately, I really hope that after we see the Snyder Cut, people will see the arc and the hero's journey that Zack Snyder was taking Superman through to become the Superman, you know? And the yeah. same thing regarding Batman. I hope people see his arc in BVS and the point of it and see ultimately understand what the point of BVS was and how he's a changed man after Superman's sacrifice. Now, to all the fans, you know, more than likely, if you're listening to this, you are interested in Zack Snyder's Justice League. You are interested in seeing the movie and... and uh, Or at least hearing about the journey yeah, to um, where we got to where we are and why this is trending on Twitter, you right. know? Yeah, but no, but here's the thing. Like, obviously, there's a lot of, you know, there is a lot of... There are a lot of haters out there. Uh, but here's the thing. If you're not interested in the Snyder Cut, you don't have to watch it, you know? Like, nothing wrong with that. No one's going to force you to. But, like, this is a win for fandom, ultimately. Like, mm-hmm. why would you? why would you hate on that? Um, if you're tired of the way that Disney handled the sequels, they didn't respect the sort the lore of Star Wars and the source like I don't I don't want to say source material, but like the lore of Star Wars and yeah. didn't listen to fans. And if you want to say like, hey, Snyder doesn't listen to the lore of DC, go ahead and listen to Chapter One. I'm just <laughs> oh. plugging every episode. No, but just to keep it short, if you don't want to go back and listen to Chapter One, ultimately I'll say Dan Jurgens, one of the greatest Superman writers of all time, loves Man of Steel and BVS, and said he can't wait for the Snyder cut. So, but also in other episodes we've talked about how the whole martian manhunter was never a plan but the fans yeah. wanted it so you'll get it yeah, yeah. and heck yeah. uh also just saying guys kevin conroy did say that ben affleck is the best batman oh, so. yeah. wait but uh Red skywalker was actually super fan service and had so much so much nostalgia like the score was no, like, so okay, good okay, okay because okay. i heard <laughs> okay ryan luke and leia's theme <laughs> we've taken away I we heard take, Luke, we've taken we're taking away his mic privileges i heard luke and leia's theme play at the very end when lando is meeting with that one chick who meets finn who's like are you my daddy and like i felt the nostalgia ride i was like thank you disney so much for ruining everything Dave Filoni for Star Wars. Dave Filoni for being in charge of Star Wars. Hey, get your Dave Filoni for President 2020 stickers out on Fandom Rant's Facts. website right now. FandomRantRadio.com. Maybe we will do shop. an episode in the future on why the Rise of Skywalker soundtrack is the worst Star Wars score Ooh. ever and ruined the movie. You guys want to see a, a soundtrack episode? Ooh. Ooh. I know Peter would comment. love to see a movie. Or email. A email us. Email us. Email us. DM. DM. The fandom rant at gmail.com. We'll no, put up a poll. Something interesting uh, is that there's a release of Snyder Cut book that's coming out that's been written by uh, Sean O'Connell, the managing director of Cinema Blend. That should be coming out around the time that the that Zack Snyder's Justice League ends up coming out in 2021. Um, something that actually he said recently is he said, I interviewed Zack Snyder for the book. Uh, we dug into him leaving production in 2017. He gave me a heartfelt, surprising reasons. Um, he opened about... He opened up about an alternate timeline where he stayed and fought for his jail and why it didn't happen. Um, so we're might like with that book, like he's been been like interviewing a lot of different people, and we might get a lot of juicy information about things that went on behind the scenes and things that uh, happened with the Snyder Cut and a lot of stuff that just you know how crazy things were uh, back then. But you know, just I guess. Oh no! To, to Here we go. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know, to close this. Oh no! Episode, Here we go. <laughs> to close the journey, uh, I feel like this is a kind of a fitting description. This quote is a fitting description of Zack Snyder's journey in making superhero movies. First, they ignore you, which would be Watchmen. You know, not many people tune into that. Um, then they ridicule you, which happened in Man of Steel. You know, somewhat you know a fairly controversial movie. Then they attack you and want to burn you. 
you know, that would be Batman v Superman. Everyone basically continued to hate on him. And then they build monuments to you, which would be Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Peter. Peter trying to be deep. <laughs> but anyways, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us through this six-part series. It's been a fun journey. It really has. It's been so much fun hanging out with you guys, recording, talking about the Snyder Cut, because little did Jack know this was going to dominate <laughs> Fandom Rant for over three weeks. <laughs> but here we are. Um, and moving Look forward, at us. I know who would have thought, not me. <laughs> but anyways, guys, moving forward, um, we're hoping to kick off season five of Fandom Rant Radio after this series with the boys, Devin, Clint, and Jack, all back on Fandom Rant. It's gonna be super exciting. Thank you guys again, Peter and Steven, for joining us. No, um, thank you. And just offering like, oh, I know, Peter's so thankful. For offering yeah, you guys he's like, just, oh, thank you for letting me talk about the Snyder Cut. I finally can talk to more than just three people about this nonstop. No, but our listeners, I am assuming, can agree with us on how your guys' knowledge of the Snyder Cut has been so fun and entertaining to listen to and educating um, to listen to as well. Um, but guys, yeah, I'm so excited to have more episodes with you guys in season five oh, of yeah. Fandom Rant. Yeah. The future's bright. Hopefully we'll uh, have that Snyder Cut reflection in 2021. Or, hey. you know, <laughs> let's go. Oh my gosh. Hopefully a year from now we'll be doing another Snyder Cut episode talking about the review of Snyder Cut. Of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, Phantom Ray episode 160. No, no, no. We won't have that many episodes. Out. <laughs> hey, and I mean, San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con is obviously, you know, kind of canceled, but they are doing it kind of online. We'll mm-hmm. see if there's kind of some hype DC news yeah. like that, you know, comes up there. Mm-hmm. Never know. You never know. Never know. Well, boys, it's been a great journey. Yes, it has. A journey to the Snyder Cut. <laughs> As some would say. I think it's only fitting to end the Snyder Cut six-parter with your favorite quote from a Zack Snyder film. Taking mine from Watchmen. Oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Never compromise, even in the face of Armageddon. You all know my favorite what, quote. What's your favorite quote, Ryan? Are you ready? Ready. A quote from Lex Luthor in BVS. <laughs> Don't butcher it. Do you want to know the oldest lie in America, Senator? It's that power can be innocent. Mine is, and it's kind of relevant to times now, <laughs> and all of the craziness that's going on in the world. I don't necessarily know this is my favorite quote, but there's so many good quotes in, you know, Zack Snyder's comic book movies, but I'd go with, men are still good. We fight, we kill, we betray one another, but we can rebuild. We can do better. We have to. Chills. Hey man, thanks Chills. guys for uh, tuning in to our limited series. We've had a fun journey and we hope that you've had a fun journey along with us. Mm-hmm. Super excited for the future of oh yeah, what's to come for DC. Absolutely. Until then boys, send feedback. <laughs> Please, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hashtag release the Snyder Oh! We out. <laughs>